0: Stuart, what a Wednesday morning for me and what a Wednesday night for you It's not a bad way to spend the middle of the week So it's uh, yeah, a great
1: way to start off the weekend, let's call it You're familiar with uh, uh, our co rangers going back possibly many years and, and it was, again, Rachel Barry joining us Who, who really entered the Berwyach warehouses, oh it was four years ago now And, and actually realised what she had as far as the ingredients and and what she could imagine the new range for being rare to be. And I think she's just absolutely nailed it. Even when I go through this range, it's like I have my eyes shut walking through warehouse 13 back at the distillery, seeing all these different casks and how Rachel's brought them together is just exquisite. So I would start off with, I think the original 10 and, and that should show us, I think the DNA of the distillery. So yeah, I'd start off with the original
0: 10 I mean, it's pretty, I'm just looking here, you know, three casks matured. I mean, three winning casks that if you put the liquid gold into it, I mean, the casks are going to do their thing.
1: And that's one thing about Ben I think
0: all the distillers
1: before us have always known the versatility of Ben It's I would say it's a a fine spirit, but it's got broad shoulders. You know, it can carry a lot of weight. Um, Hence why we even have the peated going back to the early 1970s and even the last 18 years working with this fantastic eclectic secondary cast maturation triple distilled even coming out of the distillery so I'm going to pop this cork here and honest to goodness if I had you know emojis and graphics there would be apples and pears and smiley faces jumping out of this bottle
0: because straight away as soon as I pop that cork you know it's been real maybe we can do that in editing we can do that in (laughs) editing maybe (laughs) This is, oh my God, on the nose, this is just, oh, this is like, a, I mean, I, I, you, you just threw out every fruit that I enjoy eating, and obviously, you know now it's in, there and I'm like, this is like the morning fruit salad, just you it know really just is. just bursting with flavor.:
1: Yeah, And then that, that, that vanilla yeah.
0: note that just wraps around it.
1: Exactly. dusting of icing sugar, that d- dusting of the vanilla sugars there, that caramelization of even of the, of the orchard fruits, absolutely perfectly captured. Speyside, never mind even Benriach. You know, if yeah. somebody looks at a Speyside regional palette, this really captures it. It really does. um And I think that the production I love at Benriach, I was in production for most of my life in whiskey, and I've never seen a distillery so focused in driving that fruit forward through production. Every step from the water to the barley to the mash to the fermentation to the stills, finally to the casks. The drivers
0: are always going, reaching for that fruit. A bright summer's day. Bright summer's day, life is good. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, the legs on this is insane. Right, you? are right. I've never seen- I just looked at my glass and I'm like, holy, that is like sticking. I've never seen
1: any Ben historically in the range be so viscous in that respect. That's syrupy nature. Rachel's really captured such a, a, a rich mouthfeel with that. And that all just adds to that long length as well. You know when you see that the, the legs itself you know you're going to get a great experience across the across the palate and and, and length.
0: Wow this is just such I mean as far as an everyday drinker easy to drink sipper. It's playful somebody somebody described Benria to me as
1: playful when, on one of my trips and I've stolen that from him because I thought that was a great description of Benria it's playful in the palate it's lively it's bright it's crisp it's fresh Um, You don't have
0: to overthink it. It's very obvious. Well, that's the thing. Like, I I think, you know, like, to me, it's like, it's non-threatening, yet full of flavor. Like, literally, if we could get those emojis jumping out, no matter where you are, what time of the day, if you just want something enjoyable and fun, this is it. Can you give me a little history on the actual distillery?
1: Sure. And, you know, the industry's changed. You know, the industry's constantly boomed and bust. 150 200 years and I think Ben particularly I think shows almost every historical reference to single malt, because it, it it was built back in 1898 just at the end of the whiskey boom of the 1800s uh gentleman John Duff who also had um Glen Lossie, which is only two miles over the hills he also had Longmorn, which is next door to us and Ben was his third distillery built in 1898 Unfortunately, the Patterson crash came along, a huge big demise in the industry, and that led to the closure of Bunriach in 1900. So then it was only working for two years, really. Now, we were very fortunate that Bunriach has its own floor maltings. And I truly believe if it wasn't for the floor maltings, which did work for a full hundred years, supplying malted barley to the area, I think Bunriach could have been knocked down. So I think the floor maltings has almost saved Bunriach so, I love this. I can't choose a favorite of my children, of course, but <laughs> the, um, I do tend to find that the smoky Benriyah is something that just, you know, hits oh. my palate well.
0: Now, just full disclaimer I'm not a huge smoky lover, just not. But no. lately, as my quest for education and knowledge, I haven't let that be a stopping point for me. And I've actually been learning. It's kind of opened up another, another little part of my brain into the excitement of learning about the whiskey. And what I'll say as well, actually, we've changed a lot of people's opinions on, on peat, on
1: smoky whiskies with, with Ben Riach, because a lot of people are surprised how sweet it is, how wood smoke forward it is. It's not the medicinal notes that people maybe are used to of the West Coast styles. It is like sitting by a campfire. It's fire pit. It's barbecue. Absolutely amazing. Subtle as well. Very subtle. And actually, the the peteer whiskies tend to be a little bit sweeter. There's one bit in production we do differently, just extending the middle cut to the lower end of the cut, which just pulls out more of that honey, more of that little bit more sweeter in there. But this time, we've sneaked in a little bit of Jamaican rum there. That's what
0: I'm looking at. That's what I'm picking up. That's giving me that little sweetness.
1: Yep. Almost taking that fruit and tweaking it almost taking it from the orchards into the exotics let's say you know little charred pineapple think of pineapple on the grill drizzled maple syrup that's what I'm looking for here overripe bananas that
0: lovely you know richness oh my god like it's almost like a banana foster like a little bit <laughs> so Andy that says you don't like smoky whiskies
1: you know this is where they want to go I don't with it.
0: you know right? it's so that this is a tricky one because this isn't what I would think of as a peated whiskey. This yeah. is just—I feel like you've just elevated that Jamaican rum is like a little bit of a game changer.
1: It really is, and it
0: just works so well. It, it,
1: the wood smoke, the campfire, that that barbecue you notes, know, almost like pineapples in the grill. You know, that's what we're looking for. But the smoke is so integrated; it's not instant. For my pilot, it's about five, four or five seconds. The smoke takes to come in. Boom, 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 boom. And it doesn't come in and overwhelm everything. It comes in, says hello, gives you a hug, and then goes back
0: again. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it's not trying to dominate. It's balancing, actually. It's balancing out the liquid. And Rachel will use, actually,
1: a combination of um, peated spirit and non-peated to get that exact balance. I think that's a luxury she has with the styles of production we do, that she can actually use a bit of both styles to really hit that mark exactly where she wants it. And how she wants it to come across for somebody who's not a smoky lover, particularly, isn't that just?
0: Oh, this is. But awesome. this isn't. I, I. don't even. I mean, I know it's technically a smoky whiskey. I don't. To me, it's like this is just an easy sipper. This is just a nice chill drink to enjoy. <laughs> Actually, makes a fantastic penicillin as well. You know, I've never. Got, I, I, growing up in South Africa, you drank J and B on the rocks. <laughs> Those were you. And or cream Yeah, and the minute I got into, like, whiskey, whiskey, like, enjoying it, like, I just threw out the ice, threw out the water, and I, I like, I want to, you know, sounds weird, I want to lick the inside of the barrel and, like, feel all that goodness, I don't want anything distracting me, and I get that everything changes and it does stuff, but, like, I'm so obsessed with, if you let the barrel do the work, what it does.
1: Yeah, and I think, that, do you know what, as well, and I, I think this is alluding to what you're talking about. There's something about single malt that touches the soul that other other spirits can't quite touch. And I don't know what, I cannot put my finger on what it is, but there's something inside that, that single
0: malt does to you that just makes you go, hmm, yeah. Comforting. It's like, a, it's a heartwarming comfort. You're like, this is a familiar experience and now let's elevate it. There we're gonna go into the 12. Now you can, t- you can tell we've taken a lot of
1: time to, to come up with these these names. It just goes back to ben we'll keep
0: it simple, it's the 12, it's 12 years old. Well, it's interesting, the slight colour, I mean, it's just, it's a tad bit darker. <laughs> yep, yeah. still using three
1: casks, but we're just tweaking these three casks, taking that orchard fruit, then driving it maybe into the darker berry notes, for example. So we're still at 4 and, and the AB, And the ABV popped up 3%. Yeah, and this is the only one that does not contain any smoke at all. You know, Rachel and the the tent originally had a little bit of smoke in there. Everything else is a bit of smoke, but this is the only one that does not have any smoke whatsoever. Um, And I love this. This is um, maybe a more autumnal, autumn evening. You know, it will get a bit more of that, even autumn gold colours in the palette. Going back to that viscosity as well, just almost turns that into a stained glass window when you see how it holds the glass
0: there. Yeah, I mean, that just, it's still, the legs still haven't gone down. It's like, the way I pulled it up, it looks like jaws coming out of the water. It's just sitting there. So we still have got the bourbon
1: barrels, which Ben Bernier loves to hold its identity with that American oak. But then we are using sherry casks. Rachel is using a combination of Oloroso and Pedrahemenev, but when you get that little dusting of chocolate, it then tells you you're moving into more of the Pedrahemenev dominance as far as the sherry element. This this chocolate
0: note is so big.
1: Mm, Beautiful.
0: Now, t- now tell me, um, between the 10 and the 12, obviously there's a way more sherry influence on this one. For me, yeah. personally. Does that mean it sat a little bit longer in the sherry this time?
1: Well, what I didn't mean, m- mention earlier with the original 10 is the sherry element in there is predominantly Okay, And oloroso will bring, again, at, the, at 10 year old oloroso will bring more of the nuttiness and the oak interaction there and quite fresh and bright. sherry doesn't start moving into the darker notes until until later on. And I think that's why even here, we, we can start getting the Jimenez more um, because of that chocolatey note that we can pick up in the nose. But the third cask this time, remembering every time that third
0: cask comes in, it's taking the fruit and changing it. We're using port casks. But once again, incredibly well balanced, easy to drink, Full of fun, actually. E- each sip, it's, it's almost changing. I mean, I'm playing with it, obviously, and I'm, you know, but I'm like, wow, it just keeps on evolving. Yeah, and it will. It'll just keep on opening up. And I mean, this is a chocolate heaven for me, is trying this. Well, I know we don't have a lot of time. Let's move to the, the Smoky 12. Smoky what 12. Am what am I going to expect here, you know, I'm, now that I'm becoming more uh, adept to the smokiness? <laughs> Well, do you know what? How do, I
1: put the, how do I actually sometimes perceive the smoke as in distance? You know, most people put a number, the ppm, the phenol parts per million. We can't really do that at because we are using 45 ppm barley in production, but there's so many things that knock that peak down. Production usually is a third. Different casks will maybe overtake that peak. Different sizes of casks will push it back and forward. Even how Rachel marries some non-peated along with the peated. So trying to put a number on it is, is difficult. But so question
0: I, for you on that, Stu. Question for you, just trying to interrupt. See. Does, does um, age water down the peat?
1: Yeah, age, cast size, cast style, it will all dissipate at different rates over time. Quarter cast, for example. You know, you'll never push a quart, quarter cast peated you know, even over 12 years old, because after that, the peat will just knock, drop right away. So it's also finding, you know, that, that, what I say is, is where all the crosshairs meet, the peat level, the cask influence, and, and the cask size even, just where the crosshairs meet, that's when you stop. It could be eight, it could be 10, it could be 12, but each cask will have its own point where these crosshairs cross, and that's when you, you at the pinnacle
0: and as far as like finding that crosshair spot do you find um obviously things have changed you know I go to a lot of distilleries now and there's computer electrodes in all the barrels you know and like I'm like what happened to the days where we tasted stuff and you know and, and knew where the crosshair was you okay. know technology has evolved how has that been with with you guys
1: well Rachel's palette is our technology and, and and there's nothing other than her
0: palette which is which is doing that really? job. And- Um, And like, that's what needs to be preserved, because that's the magic. You can't do that. You can't, you can't do
1: this. You can't get that balanced by computerization. So peak wise, smokiness, we do describe this as rich. But what I'll ask you is, where is that campfire? Is it in the yard next door? Is it the two doors down?
0: For me, the nose is maybe even a block down. It's, It's not close. Let's put it that way. I don't feel like it's in my yard. Yeah. But
1: then on the palate, what I, one of the most amazing things with this is I count in my head, one, two, three, four. Now for me, it gets to around about even between 10 and 12 se- seconds before that peat really comes in and builds to that crescendo in the middle because you've got all the lovely cask interaction at the front and your, cas- your, your palate's almost cleaning all these beautiful cask flavors then by doing that it allows the smoke to come through. So it's a it's almost a delayed reaction in that in that smoke Incredibly
0: place. delayed and the nose tricks you into mm. not thinking it's there but the palate yeah. delivers.
1: The sweetness again, almost the almost decaramelization of these orchard fruits, the vanillas are still there but darker, the honey's still there but richer,
0: Cast combination wise this is a delight, absolutely. Well delight. you know and you're saying with the macarons is like I think anything sugary with this would just be you know <laughs> I'm looking at a like a sprinkles cupcake with this would probably be insane.
1: And that sweetness is what catches people by surprise with binriech. They don't realise even how sweet sometimes whiskey can be. But again, looking in here, the the, the bourbon's still there. Again, keeping that. Yeah, the, yeah. The vanilla's that, wrapping. The vanilla's like the the, the hugger.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Then we're moving into the sherry again. Now it will be all also and PX, but I think there's a very very. Not one screams or shouts. I think that the sherry balance is beautiful between the two styles of sherry. A Little bit of the chocolate from the PX, a little bit of the the crisp citrusy nuttiness of the Oloroso. But then the magic happens in the third cask, which is Marsala. That just adds that like spicy yumminess. And I think Marsala works extremely well because you're working with familiar flavors of the the DNA of Berea. From the Marsala cask we use, they're almost, It's almost a richer apricot note, Uh, it's a richer vanilla note, you get some lovely sweet oak spices in there. So the Marsala flavors are very much in tune with the distillery's flavor, and I think that's why they, they just work so well together.
0: I definitely don't feel like I'm having a big smoky whiskey. Now don't get me wrong, once it sits in the palate I realize where I am, but the whole crescendo to get there, it's almost like welcome. And we do have the older
1: range as well, so we do have 21s, 25s, 30s, again we can we can come back again and taste these further down the line let's do another session but um what we're doing with the the, the super premium you know the 21 30, 25 30 is actually a forecast combination so oh, just wow. taking that up a year again and um, and there's actually smoke running across all of these which i think is one of the most unique parts even if you look in the world of whiskey today it's hard to find a old smoky
0: whiskies you know they're, they're really possible I mean, yeah. I mean. listen, when you say old, they, they're gone. People actually drank them. And this new generation that's trying to spit stuff out, they don't have time to go through that process. They're like, hey, what do we have? Quickly, yeah. pull it to the market because, you know, this guy wants to buy it. Bring it up quickly. I definitely look forward to trying the higher ages. Like I said, I'm obsessed with what the barrel does. I'm just amazed at the longer you go, you just keep on just making it more and more pretty. You're just rolling it and rolling it and rolling it and you're like, and here it is.
1: Yeah, and even the integration of that smoke at that age, as would say, with, with age, how that smoke develops. Yeah. Um, and gets more subtle, beautiful cast combinations, more port casts in there. We've got Madeira even uh, running through the, the older range um,
0: and some beautiful red wine barrels um, in the 21s. So I can't wait to get on a plane. Definitely come visit you and hang out there.
1: Definitely, look forward to it.
0: Well, I appreciate you so much for educating me and the whole Rolex Whiskey Crew on, you know, just the amazing juice that Ben Rick makes. Like it's just, oh, it's it's easy to to forget how amazing you are because there's so many distractions and this is like coming back home.